Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostest, Angel Wallace-Miles. Guys, I don't have my theme music today. Sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. I'm doing it through my laptop directly rather than through a regular system. But anyway, hi, how are you? Today's episode is actually very exciting because you are listening to me being interviewed by somebody else for their, they didn't do it for their own podcast. They did it for their own social media. And I just thought, why the fuck not would I take this and give it to y'all? Because it just provides a little bit more insight into my journey. I will do a whole episode about my story, probably in the very, very near future, because my relationship with the gym and with gym anxiety and with men and with confidence and all of that type of shit is very complicated. But I feel like this episode gives you some insight into how I really became that gym girl and how I created my business and why I've created it and my relationship with confidence and with anxiety. And I think that it's going to give you girls a lot of fucking insight. And guys, whoever the fuck's listening, and in between, whoever the fuck's listening, whatever you identify as. Oh my gosh. Let's do a little recap. Guys, I graduated from my Bachelor of Pharmacy and y'all, I got a fucking medal. Like, they gave me a fucking university medal. The fuck? Like, that's fucking wild. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I am here to brag. I was about to say, oh, I'm not going to brag, but I am bragging. I got a fucking medal, bitches. I'm a fucking Olympian. <laughs> nah, it's, it's like an academic medal, which is so fucking cool considering how much I value my education and understanding how the body works, how drugs work, how health works, how supplements work, and just making sure that I give you girls the most top tier information because I never want to be pulling this information out of my bum. I want to be making sure that it is legitimate. (laughs) So yes, I got my graduation and I got the little cap and the gown and I went on stage and they said my name and my family was there and my friends were there. And then Tom and I had two nights away at a hotel on the Gold Coast, which was very bougie. Oh my fucking goodness. We had two dinners, both nights we had pasta. Oh my gosh, the, the pasta we had the second night, they literally brought it out. It was actually so affordable. Tom and I shared the fucking 
dish or like the whatever the fuck you call it. Basically, they bring it out in a cheese, like what do they call it? Like a cob? I don't know if that's a big, it's like the big cheese wheel that's full of pasta. I'm not even shitting you right now. It was a cheese wheel full of pasta and that was my dinner. And then I had an amaretto sour. If you are over the age of 18 or actually 21 in America, I guess, then you have to try the amaretto sour cocktail. Oh, it's the fucking shit. I love it. I love it. It does have egg whites in it. So not vegan friendly, (laughs) but I'm feeling so good. So rejuvenated and just so ready to get back into my regular podcasting, coaching, I guess, groove. I've been having the best time with my clients. Oh my gosh, the results and the mental blocks and the gains that we are building is fucking insane. Shout out to Laura, one of my clients who just sent me her progress pictures today. She looks like a fucking queen. Shout out to Sarah, my other client who PB'd on bench press. There's too many others I can name, so I'm not going to name them all. But if you are needing a coach or you're wanting to get into your fitness fucking era, please apply. We can just jump on a call. You applying does not mean that you're in the program. We still have to jump on a call. We still have to assess one another, see if we're a good fit. I implore you just to fucking apply. We can have a chat about your fitness, set you up with a little game plan. And if you feel like we're a good vibe, then we can go into coaching. So yes, if you're looking to up your 2024, get in now, like spots are filling up. And I'm not saying that as a marketing thing. I have two groups for the growth collective and they are fucking filling up. One group's only got one spot and the other has got like three, I think considering hundreds of people listen to this, like it's going to fill up quick. Anyway, random also side note, the song of the week. (laughs) I don't really do a song of the week. I've never done a song of the week, but I am living for the song Wrap Me Up by Jimmy Fallon and Meg Trainer. I was about to say Meg the Stallion. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is such a fucking vibe. Wrap me up in your arms this Christmas. So good. So fucking good. So if you need to get into the Christmas spirit, listen to that shit. I love it. Also, the new Nicki Minaj album. (gasps) I didn't realize how many samples would be on there. She's like sampling lots of other songs, but that's okay. It's still a vibe. Love that. Now, I feel like I'm rambling too much. I just love chit-chatting to y'all. That is it from me. Oh, I'm going to Noosa this weekend. Noosa is this little, uh, I guess, town, this beachy town, which is two hours drive from me. My best friend Haley and I are driving up there to watch... Oh my God, guys, we're, we're listening to the host of the Do You Fucking Mind podcast. She's doing a speech in person and I'm going to see her. I don't know if you guys even know how much I love the Do You Fucking Mind podcast. I love it so much. If you haven't listened to it, oh my God, go listen to it. I'm seeing her live on Saturday night. I want to get a photo with her. I'm going to try my best. I'll let you girls know. Still doing, oh yeah, another little update. I'm still doing my cold showers, so don't come at me. I'm still doing them. I forgot to do them on Thursday morning, but I did them today. So fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. I love you so much. And if you haven't already, follow us on all of the streaming platforms. Guys, 2024 is going to be fucking elite for us. If you thought 2023 was big, like you have no fucking idea. 2024 is going to be a fucking vibe. Okay, goodbye. I love you and I will see you on the other side. Also, oh my fucking God, how did I forget to tell you that I've been interviewed by Bronte Kate? She is a fucking legend. I'm going to drop all of her stuff down below in the comments, but basically she is an online functional strength and nutrition coach. She has recently started her online fitness coaching business based on the other side of Australia in Perth. Guys, she's fucking sick. If you are looking for something really performance-based or if you're looking for a coach that isn't me... (laughs) which I'm pretty fucking great, but let's, you know, whatever, uh, then definitely check her out. She's fucking vibe. Cool. 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 All right. Well, I hope you enjoy the episode and I will chat to you later. Love you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a bit of an intro. How did you get into your health and fitness lifestyle? What is your history with training, with eating, with self-love, confidence, everything? Oh, everything. (laughs) I guess, where does the story start? You can kind of start in so many different places. Maybe I'll go back to like high school Angel. So high school Angel, she was quite an academic. She was a little bit sporty. You know, I took a lot of school sports, like, you know, you join like the team volleyball or whatever your school is fucking into. I think I did touch at one point, which I'm not very good at touch. They just needed like an extra player and I got a free shirt. Um, So I was kind of a little bit sporty. And then as I got to my 
um, high school, like year 12, your, all your final exams, I kind of lost my love of fitness. And I decided I was like, oh, I want to be a gym girl. You know, I've seen them on Instagram. I want to be a gym girl. And I signed up to a gym called Snap Fitness in Australia. And I was so scared. I literally walked because it was, a, it was a walkable distance from my house. And I walked down this hill. And I remember it so vividly. I walked down the hill and I'm walking to this gym. And I'm like, fuck no absolutely no chance I think I got to the door and then was like nope and I turned around and then I tried again and I did like half a session some sort of leg thing probably a rower and I just hated it I fucking hated the gym I was so conscious of every part of me I felt so stupid honestly I was like everyone's staring at me everyone thinks I'm an idiot just assuming all these different things right And then a few years go by and I've let this membership roll for like a year. This membership, I'm I'm 16, 17. I don't have, I'm not made of money at this point. I'm getting like $12.50 an hour from Betty's Burgers working. So I'm like, okay, I need to get out of this. I cancel. Yeah, literally, they're taking my money. Um, So I cancel that membership and then I, a few years later, join another gym and the same thing happens, but it's worse. At this point, I feel paralyzed. I almost feel a bit sick and I'm sitting in my car and I'm crying and it's just this whole big thing, which is super bizarre because at the end of the day, it's just the fucking gym. But in my head, it's everyone staring at me. It's everyone judging me. I'm not fit enough to be here. I'm not strong enough to be here. I don't deserve to be here. And it was so much deeper than the gym. I always say to my clients or to people who chit chat with me, you know, the gym is so much more than the gym. Fitness is so much more than fitness. When you're in the gym head of other people, honestly, you're judging yourself. You have a low sense of self-worth. Your, you know, confidence needs to be elevated. There's all these different things. And so I guess for me, in terms of where it started, it started from a place of just not a good relationship with myself. And then the pandemic came and sorry, this is a long winded story, but I guess you asked for everything. everything. Uh, So the pandemic happened and my dad was working out at that point and my dad was a gym rat like he was in the garden he had all his different kettlebells and you know the PT sneakily came over and did a session with him and he said to me one day yeah pop off dad he's such a queen love him (laughs) um he said to me one day why don't you do the gym with me or why don't you work out and I I said look to him I was like absolutely no chance yeah no your personal trainer is not coming anywhere near me I don't want him judging me. And again, the whole judge story came up of his 40-year-old personal trainer would judge me. I'm like, no chance. Anyway, he gets me doing some bear crawls and shit. And I love it. I freaking love it. I fall in love with it. And then the gym start opening up in Queensland and Australia and I get to go back into it and I'm slowly integrating. I go to the mum classes at this point. I've decided I'm okay with the 9.30 mum classes because mums won't judge you. Mums are going through their own shit. They're not going to judge you. Mums have kids. They don't care. They want to get in, get their workout done and get out. <laughs> literally, literally. So I was there working out with the mummers, having a good time. And then I thought, oh, what if I worked out on my own? And that was, again, all these stories kept coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. And parallel to my fitness journey was my relationship with my ex. And my relationship mm-hmm. with my ex was tumultuous, verbally abusive, all of these degrading things. And it was interesting as soon as I left him and that relationship, my persistence in the gym continued, my confidence in the gym built, my sense of worth built. And it was almost as if I was leaving him and pursuing me and my needs and my fucking mental and physical strength. And everything just snowballed from there. Everything just snowballed. That is epic. It's so funny how like as soon as you drop someone or like leave someone behind or just cut yourself off from someone the things that happen in return of that like even I've noticed it this year like as soon as you just get rid of that that one person that one little bit of baggage the things that happen in return of that are fucking phenomenal Mm, yeah 100% you have as a human being especially in your early 20s I've found or even late teens you have baggage and you have dead weight and you need to cut that dead fucking weight off and the dead weight is supposed to teach you a lesson you know those people come into your life those ones who are draining who are potentially toxic they're supposed to teach you your sense of worth and what you deserve and etc but they're not supposed to stay around they're supposed to be there for a reason and a season but not forever they're not supposed to be there forever And so it's interesting that you say that because 
since leaving my ex, you know, my brother now goes to the gym. My dad goes to the gym. I have a really good relationship with both of these male figures in my life. I have a beautiful partner who works out all the time. Uh, my friends are into fitness and into health and into bettering themselves. And it really is interesting as you go into fitness and health, you get to attract and keep friends who are really good. And then you get to lose people who just don't support you and they, they, they don't need you and you don't need them. Yeah, it's one of those things where like you really start to figure out who's there for you and who's not there for you and who is on your wavelength and who's not. Mm -hmm. And an automatic thing where those people kind of just get left behind because you're trying to like move forward with your life and better yourself and they just, you, you cut them automatically, I feel like. Yeah, and everyone's on their own journey and everyone has their own shit. You know, I think about the people I've dated in the past and as much as they were not nice human beings, you know, they have their own childhood traumas or their own inner healing shit that they obviously went through and their trauma that they went through. And that's what's molded them as a person. And I think about it, you know, when say someone listening, you have just started your fitness journey, you're so excited and you want to tell your family and friends and you want to share the love. There might be that person in the corner of the dining room who said, well, you're not going to you're going to fail. You're not going to do it again. You've tried this before and it hasn't worked. That's their own shit that they're dealing with, that they want to just project and vomit onto you. And it's up to you how you react and how you hold that because that person on the other side of the table, maybe they're a yo-yo dieter. Maybe they've got their own shit they've been dealing with. Maybe they've had family members who judged them and now they think it's okay to judge you. So yeah, I love cutting off the dead weight, but also equally sending them off with kindness you know bye like good for you good riddance but I hope you deal with your shit yeah it's one of those things that it's like it's that quote that comes up hurt people hurt people Mm. and I just feel like if someone's going out of their way to hurt you show them some kindness because they're not going to expect that back and they're going to be like excuse me Mm. like that just fully backfired on me so if you show them some kindness your kindness goes further even if it doesn't look like it on the outside, it might hit them on a different note on the inside. They're not going to show it, but your kindness goes so much further than you might ever think. Yeah. And healed people heal people. You know, I think about my partner, Tom, he's a little bit older than me. So he is three years older than me. And when we first started dating, I had a lot of toxic habits that I've, you know, gained from my past relationships, from my relationship with my parents, from with family members, whoever. And I showed those in my relationship with Tom. I said toxic things or I would try and cause drama or if there wasn't drama, I found it boring. And with him, literally, I know it's funny, but it's true for me. I was so used to having fights. I was like, you have to have, people have to be judging you and someone needs to be yelling at me in order for this to be a relationship. And for him, he was saying, well, no, you get to be healthy and we get to just exist in each other's company. And he taught me so much because he was such a healed human being who was in a place of such goodness. He was able to help me go through mine. And as you know, there is that thing of, you know, you don't want to drain someone, you don't want to emotionally dump on someone, but he was also able just to support me in my own emotional journey. So yeah, hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because just what you just said just now, like that reminds me of me. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of me and my past and then me and my partner now. Like had I had not met him, God knows where I would be. I have no idea. But he is just the most beautiful soul. And so coming out of like other toxic relationships, you go into this relationship that's so foreign to you and you're like, this is so beautiful, but like why? Like I don't, I don't completely understand it. And then it's it's like that snowball effect of, okay, he's going to heal you, then maybe you can heal someone else. And then it it's going to snowball effect through a whole bunch of different people. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's crazy. Um, okay, so touching on your confidence, because you mentioned that you weren't always the most confident person, but I see you now and I you are shockingly confident in such a, positive way like in such a beautiful way in the sense that like you encourage people to take up space the space that they deserve and the space that they work hard for where did this come from like where how did you get from point a to point b to where you are now yeah I love this question so much because it was interesting as a child my I have a twin brother 
And my brother is a very loud, confident human being. My mum is super confident. She's always the one chit-chatting to everyone. My dad, he runs a business. Um, so he is a very confident man. And he's done a lot of cold sales, door knocking. He's been traveling all over the world, same my mum. So I was raised by two very strong, confident human beings. And my brother was the same. He was very much the loud mouth, the class clown. And it was difficult and as a child finding my feet, kind of figuring out, well, I'm very much an academic. I'm a little bit introverted initially. And it was really cool. I was able to be pushed by my brother to do speeches or to go for different, I don't know, class captain roles or all these different like debating and things like that. And so he pushed me in that sense of trying new things and, and being that type of person, because I'm a big believer that confidence is a skill. And whether or not you yeah. know you learned it as a child or you're now learning it as a full grown adult, you can still learn to be confident. And my biggest key with confidence is doing little things that make you uncomfortable. So one of the most random things, and it's so interesting that you ask this because I don't really talk about how I got confident, how I became confident, was I have done fucking public speaking competitions. I have done debating. I have fucking done some random ass shit done like French speaking competitions when I'm not very good at French. Like I have just put myself in these random situations where I don't enjoy public speaking. People say to me, oh my God, you must love public. I fucking hate public speaking. It, I don't like it, but I understand that I can take those nerves and I can use them and I can say, you know what, these nerves exist, but I'm choosing to overcome that and I'm choosing to move forward and to test myself. And don't worry, it fails. Like I fail sometimes. I stumble on my words. I stutter. I say the wrong thing. But over time, it's the repeated action. And that's what I found with the gym because it was really interesting. I felt as a person, I felt I thought I was confident. I truthfully thought I was this confident person when I was in my teenage years. And as soon as the gym came, I wasn't confident. I wasn't that person anymore. As soon as I entered the gym, because I wasn't used to it, I didn't know that space. I've never really done weights training properly. The confidence flew. Like put me in front of a room of people, fine. I can figure it out. But because I was in a gym, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But but you need to understand if you want to build the skill, you have to go again and again and again. And you're not in it alone. You know, go to the mum's class, go to the fucking Zumba class, go do the fucking like elderly's class at the middle of the day. Put yourself in these safe situations where you're a little bit uncomfortable. That's what I think is another key takeaway is with confidence, you don't need to be jumping in front of thousands of people speaking on a live or doing something like that. You can just go mm. to the class that you feel a little bit uncomfy in and, and then you win that. You get That's your win. You get to take that win and put it in the fucking pocket and be like, yeah, cool, that's my win. And then maybe you go lift in the corner and do the shy dumbbell girl workout. That's your next win. We, we, I think on social media, we see people like myself or whoever it is and go, well, I just have to be confident like her. I just have to be that. I just have to flip the switch. But it's not. It's understanding yeah. that you, you win these small little wins and they build up over time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a massive like miscommunication where people think being confident is just uh, like, I'm just confident. Mm -hmm. You are either born confident or you automatically became confident or you did something which made you confident where it's, it's like this thing where it's, you have to do it consistently. You be consistently good instead of occasionally great Mm -hmm. so that you can consistently build these habits and, your confidence to create these situations for yourself, which you can then go through with all the time without hesitation. Yeah, I love that. And I think kind of going on from that is I won't speak to something that I don't know. I'm not here to pretend that I know something or don't know something. You know, I'll only speak about things that I truthfully actually know. And I think that helps Mm -hmm. with the confidence. So, you know, when I was starting out in the gym, I wasn't pretending that I knew anything about the gym. I fucking didn't. Like I absolutely didn't. And that's where the confidence built because I was able to own my truth and be like, look, I don't know this. But now, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone wants to speak to me about certain medications or whatever it is with my pharmacy degree, I can speak to that and I'll be confident. But if someone wants to speak to me about physics, no fucking idea. And I'm not going to pretend. So it's it's understanding, you know, what's my truth? What do I actually know? Okay, cool. That helps me be confident about that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like even going off from that again, to be able to build that confidence to get to this point B, you kind of have to start in the most vulnerable spot. Mm. You have to be a sponge to everything that's around you. You have to accept the fact that you know nothing 
And it's okay to know nothing. Like don't beat yourself up about the fact that you don't know anything because that is such a good spot to be in if you can sit there, admit, hey, I'm new, I don't know anything, teach me. Mm. Because those are the most teachable people who admit that they're not confident in what is about to happen. Yeah, and the biggest thing that gym girls can do, especially in the beginning of their journey, is exactly that. It's being open to learning and to gaining knowledge because once your PT, your coach, the person you hired or your friend who's teaching you in the gym, once they give you that knowledge, you now own that. That's yours. They can. No one can ever take that away from you. That is inside your brain. That is, mm-hmm. you know, whether you've done the RDL, whether you've done the bench press, you now own that. And so that will help you and that will stay with you for fucking ever. And now you get to, that gets to add to the piggy bank of confidence and that gets to build it up. Yeah, yeah. It's like consistently creating your own little piggy bank, like you said, of confidence of just slipping those like little notes in in the piggy mm. bank and eventually you open it up and you've got this flowing thing of knowledge that you didn't know that you had when you first started. Yeah, I love that. Okay, that's a great analogy. Honestly, so like the confidence piggy bank where you do small uncomfortable things and each time you put in your dollar of confidence until you're literally a fucking wealth of confidence and equally knowledge. Yes, yes, 100%. I I don't feel like there's any better way to put it because it shows that you have to do things consistently. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com over and over and over again you can't you know go onto a basketball court shoot a hoop and be like yeah I can play basketball now because you probably can't if you were put into a big game with all the professionals so it's always showing up to training always showing up for yourself sticking to the plan and trusting the people who you have invested your time and money and energy into to help you it's the two things people don't want to do. People don't want to do boring shit and people don't want to do uncomfortable shit. And unfortunately, that's the shit that works. That's the shit that actually works, whether it's fitness, confidence, mindset, relationship with food. It's understanding the boring shit, like doing the mundane things and the the compounding things and equally doing the uncomfortable thing, like being truthful, being honest having discomfort mm-hmm. in the gym, having discomfort around your food, feeling icky, that th- those two things are hard. They're really hard. They're really simple. And that's the thing. I, I, there's a uh, coach called uh, Chloe Bromwich. Chloe Bromwich. She's yes. really, really fucking cool. She said something a while ago that really resonated with me. She was, she was talking about business, but you can apply it to anything, especially fitness and confidence. You know, fitness and confidence and mindset and all of these things, they, they're simple. They're simple, Mm -hmm. simple things, but they're not easy. Yeah. And so, you know, the the formula for becoming fit or becoming that gym girl or becoming your best version of yourself, it's simple, but it's really not easy. No, it's not. And I feel like that's the misconception that people have is that their version of hard is doing crazy workouts dieting to an extreme going on runs every single day doing physically hard things and completely discounting the fact that if you do small things that add up every single day and that small amount of discipline of you know okay I'm say I'm in a calorie deficit and I have x amount of calories I've run over my calories now but I'm craving a piece of chocolate cake I'm going to say no to that chocolate cake because I have x goal those are the things that consistently add up that's the part that's hard. Mm. It's not doing a crazy workout and eating chicken and rice all day. Like the part that's hard is those small things that consistently add up every single day. Mm. And it's learning. It's learning from, you know, let's use a calorie deficit 
example, you know, let's learn. Okay, cool. You want a piece of fucking chocolate cake? Let's work it into your calories tomorrow. Like let's, let's yeah. mold it in there. And I think it's, it's definitely learning and it's, it's losing. Like it, you got to play the game of life. You got to fucking lose sometimes. You got to lose. And that's what I've been really learning at the moment with business and building a podcast and things will feel heavy and feel hard and you're going to feel like you're losing but you've got to be in the game. You still got to fucking play and you've got, you've got to take the learnings, take the learnings. And if you go over your, your deficit one day, take the learning and just implement that learning the next day. Yeah. hundred percent going off that. If so, say a new girl came to you and she had never been to the gym before. She was not sure what to do, where to go. What is your biggest piece of advice in telling her that she is allowed to take up space in that gym? She deserves to be there. What is your biggest piece of advice? Okay, so we have a girl. She is brand new to the gym. She's kind of not sure what to do, where to go. What What mm-hmm. are we going to tell her? So I guess for me, the start, the start would be providing her the permission to take up space, but equally understanding that if she doesn't want to yet, that's completely fine because we all as women are absolutely fucking allowed to take up space in the gym. You can use whatever equipment you want. There is no fucking gender or sex on equipment. Like, let's already get that out of the way. Bench press is not a male exercise. Like press and hip thrusts are not female exercises. They're just exercises. We don't need to personify them. And I would say to her, you know, if you're not ready to take up space, that's completely fine. You, if you feel safe right now in the position you are, let's just let's take one foot into the gym let's see where you're at so let we'd probably walk into the gym and let's suss where you're at okay maybe you actually feel a bit uncomfortable maybe you're getting a bit of anxiety about this space okay cool hop on the treadmill pop some of your favorite podcasts like that gym girl and listen to that and actually suss okay where's the equipment where am i okay cool i'm safe vibing sweet make sure you're wearing something comfortable okay this the the big overarching umbrella for this is baby steps okay then the next step Mm -hmm. would be all right I see the dumbbells there's this little studio room I'm gonna grab my dumbbells and do like a really quick shy girl workout amazing boom taking that win the next thing would be all right I'm gonna try a machine maybe like the ones because look a machine either you're pushing it or you're pulling it it's really fucking like you're either pushing it away from you or you're pulling it towards you you can't fuck it up so okay I'm gonna jump on this machine I'm gonna it's a pushing one awesome I think that's where I would start that's exactly what I would start is telling we need to tell more women they're allowed to take up fucking space in the gym but if they're not ready yet that's totally fine one foot in front of the other because you will be ready at some point yeah yeah you don't have to go zero to 100 real Mm. quick just because your body is over here that doesn't mean that you need to be there straight away it doesn't even need that you don't even need to be at 50 percent you can literally start at one percent every single day and, you know, you'll go from, okay, I can do a body weight, I don't know, hinge position. I can do a body weight RDL. Okay, let me add some five kilo dumbbells to that. Let me add some 10 kilo dumbbells to that. Okay, let's try a bar. And then you slowly start to get up. Soon enough, you're doing 100 kilo barbell RDLs. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. 100%, 100%. I think there's this expectation, you know, you look on, you open up your TikTok app and there's some amazing girl doing a fucking heavy ass barbell squat and you you shame yourself for not being her yet. And I really want to preface the yet because you will be her. Like it's, it's fucking inevitable. If you're in the gym and you're training, you're slowly making those baby steps and adding that little, you know, five kilo dumbbell or the barbell, you're going to become her. She's inevitable. Yeah just be kind and and give yourself some time yeah 100 percent. if you so what is being a a women's coach of all-around wellness not just personal training what is the biggest mistake that you see when you've got you know new clients coming to your existing existing clients what is one of the not not even so much mistakes but what is something that you see reoccurring that can so easily be fixed? Mm, I don't know if it can. I don't know if it can easily be fixed. But something that immediately came to my mind was when we're a beginner gym girl, we join a coach or we 
buy the membership or we buy the new crop shop boutique activewear and we go into what I call the honeymoon phase where everything's good. There's motivation. I feel good. Fucking vibing. Look at that little weight. Like fucking yeah. Everything's fucking great because you're a fucking queen and you feel bad and you're like, yes, let's do this. And then the next week comes and maybe you miss a session and we start to shame ourselves. And then maybe you overeat in your eyes and we start to feel guilty and then resentment builds up and then we get into a hole. And it's understanding that your gym journey, it's, it's up and down, sis. It's, up and, it's always going up, but it's up and down. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. I think it's totally appreciating that as a beginner gym girl, you're going to fuck up. You're going to have a bad body mm-hmm. image day. You're going to fucking... Maybe you'll have a binge break if you need to or if your body does that. You're going to miss a gym session. You're going to fail on a rep. Like things are going to fucking happen and you're like, shit, this fucking hurts or this is really hard or I don't feel right. And it's understanding that the honeymoon phase is the best, but it's not the entire journey. And Mm -hmm. we need to appreciate that when we have those really hard times, it's all about just showing up. Like the bare minimum you can do as a gym girl, sis, just keep showing up because if you have a bad workout quote unquote a bad workout today i promise you the next one's going to be good promise you the one after that's going to be a little bit better then you might have another shit one and then the next one after that might be good but it is just this continuous thing of let's just keep showing up because we're still building and the motivation's going to come and go yeah yeah it's always and i feel like this is such a reoccurring thing in this in this chat is like it's consistency Everything that you do from the start of your fitness journey till the last day of your fitness journey is going to be consistency. If you are continuously showing up day in, day out, trying your best, you don't have to tick off all the boxes. Not everything needs to be perfect. Strive for consistency over perfection. Yeah, literally. When I think the something I wish I knew at the beginning of my fitness journey was just be chill, like be fucking bare min. Like you don't need to be complicated. We don't need to be out here buying lots of supplements. We don't need to be out here jumping in a calorie deficit right away. We don't need to be out here trying to find the right shoe, sneaker, whatever. Just show up to the gym. Mm. That's literally all you have to do. And then maybe the nutrition will snowball. And then maybe your sleep will be better. And then maybe your mindset might be better. And then you might buy some activewear. Like let it snowball, but literally bare minimum, show up to the gym. Yeah, your first session, literally chuck on a baggy T-shirt, throw your hair up in a bun. It doesn't have to be pretty. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think throughout your fitness journey, it's really important that we keep telling ourselves how proud we are of ourselves, keep acknowledging yourself, celebrate the small wins, celebrate the small wins. That's the biggest thing I do. I have a program um, with my clients and it's a group chat program. And, you know, I always say, please share your wins, share your wins. I put it in their, their, their programs. Have you shared your win today? Because we need to continuously be providing ourselves with this little reinforcement. Hey, you're doing a good job because that'll help with the snowball effect as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, last but certainly not least your time management skills are through the roof, through the roof. Incredible. You have done uni, podcasting, YouTube, running a business, studying. I don't know how you have time to sleep. You're incredible. What is your excuse? If if someone came to you and said, I don't have time. I don't have time to have a healthy lifestyle. What is your number one go-to tip to give them? Or your, not even your tip, but like your, your quote. What would you say to someone who said, I don't have time? It's not really a quote, but I would say you have to time block. You have to time block. You absolutely have time. I mean, look, I'm not going to even pretend this year has been full on. I was working part-time in a pharmacy on the weekends, like nine to five on the weekends, writing my dissertation, studying, writing a podcast, running the business, YouTube, social media, all of that shit. Like, yeah, it fucking sucked. Like Like sometimes it was just a lot. It's just a lot. But you still have... 45 minutes to go to the gym. You still have 30 minutes to do that quick class. You, We have to make it realistic for our schedule, for our schedule. Just because your favorite influencer is in the gym for two fucking hours does not mean you have the capacity for a two-hour gym session. If you're a mama, if you have uni, if you are a full-time biz owner, if you're a full-time fucking whatever, 
If it's not realistic for you, then that's so fine. Let's find something that is. Sign up to that Zumba class. Pack your gym stuff in your car so you have no choice. Like, let's actually make this gym girl journey realistic for you because God forbid your gym journey is actually tailored to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time block. Yeah, it's a time block. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's your journey. Like, it's not Sarah's journey who lives over there who – you know, has a part-time job. Sarah can be in the gym for two hours. I feel like the biggest thing that, and even I'm teaching my girls that now, is what's realistic for you. Mm. If you can only fit in two sessions that week, fit in two sessions and absolutely kill them. Like go hard at that two sessions. If you can fit in five, that's fabulous. But don't make it unrealistic for you. Set yourself up for success as opposed to setting yourself up for failing. Because if you are making your goals, not your goals, but if you're making your to-do list every day way too difficult or way too long, if your gym sessions are too long, if you've booked in too many gym sessions and then you can't make them, set yourself up for success so that you can tick all those things off and be like, yeah, I did that. Mm, Instead of being like, "Mm, I didn't succeed this week. Yeah, give yourself a foolproof fucking plan so you set yourself not even to succeed but just to not fail like let's let's just be so bad we're just not failing to this week like let's make these yeah. sessions 40 minutes let's only do two or three or four if you have the fucking time let's make sure things are meal prepped like let's just make sure we don't fail yes i feel like that's such an underrated thing to do because everyone's like let's shoot for the stars let's go i've got this let me see if I can do 110 million things this week yeah. instead of being like what's realistic for me? What can I set myself up to do this week that ensures that I can tick off every single thing that I put down for myself? And I feel like that's such an underrated thing to do is the power of simplicity instead of making it overcomplicated and adding too much on your plate. Mm, yeah, 100%. And look, if there's something that really interests me, you know, on especially in Australia there's this whole thing if you have to wake up at like 5 a.m and do the gym session in the morning and all this just bullshit like if you're not a morning person yeah literally if you're not a morning person sis just do it after work sis do it in your lunch break sis do it at 7 a.m like you don't have to do your gym session at 5 a.m in order to be a gym girl you can literally do whatever the fuck works for you if you're a night owl go at 9 p.m literally whatever suits you next question um what was I up to? I think we finished the questions. I think we're just going to do a conclusion maybe. I have one more. Oh, oh. you do? Oh, for some reason I thought you said final question yeah. the last one. I did. I did. But I think it was because the thing was ending and I got too scared. That's okay. That's okay. But I do have one more. So with a lot of – when it comes to confidence, I feel like part of confidence is comparison. And I feel like comparison can be – Sometimes the one thing that will stand in the way of someone being confident in themselves, again, what is your your biggest piece of advice for someone who was consistently looking anywhere but themselves? Mm, and yeah, I love this conversation because I think it's a conversation that is still not had enough. And if it's if it's had, it's I feel like it's not maybe spoken to the depth that it should be because confidence is oh sorry comparison is such a struggle especially with the online world especially with the amount of influences that we have and the amount of coaches it can really be easy to look at everyone online and to make it about you and that's that's the first step that I always say is you know why is it when we look at someone else we therefore take whatever it is they have and make it about ourselves and make it reduce us and make us feel small. So I think that's a really interesting thing to, to understand. And I look, I'm not naive to the fact that comparison is still something to this day that I get challenged by. You know, when I look at other business owners who are really popping off, it can sometimes feel easy for me to, to look at them and make it about me. And I guess with comparison almost comes a sense of jealousy, which is also something that I feel like isn't noted on enough is with comparison, there can be a huge sense of jealousy and envy and just frustration because they have the thing that you really, really want. And it's almost understanding that they're not linked to you. That human being doesn't, Mm -hmm. they, they haven't, 
pulled out a torch and turned around and shone shone it on you. They're not looking at you. They're there existing in their own world, winning at whatever thing they're winning. And you're still here existing in your own world, working on whatever you're working. So I think it's really coming down to the part of, okay, why am I making it so much about me? And initially when I found comparison a bit of an issue, there there is a few things when you're in the early stages where it's quite acute and it's quite intense because when you when you go down that comparison rabbit hole it can be quite intense and it can be quite destructive so I guess the the practical tools I would say at the start is just mute people or unfollow people that you're not ready to see yet that's completely fine there there have been influences and fitness creators or whoever in the past where I wasn't in a good headspace to see their content not because of them had nothing to do with them but just because I couldn't handle that I couldn't actually look at their content and not make it about me and that's okay. I was aware of that. I unfollowed them. And I that, that's just how it was. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean I dislike them. It just means I wasn't ready. And then moving into that, you know, I've looked at things like therapy, journaling, figuring out, you know, what is my sense of worth? And it always comes back to a sense of worth. How highly do you regard yourself? How well do you speak mm-hmm. to yourself? How well do you actually think you, your body, your mind is Do you think you're a good person? Do you think you're a likable person? Do you even like yourself? These are the types of questions that really stem from comparison. You know, when I was comparing myself to other girls, particularly, I was like, do I even like myself? Do I even like my body? Like those are hard conversations to have with yourself, but you need to have them and you need to journal on them and you need to, whether it's discussions with your girlfriends or with your friends or with your partner or with your therapist, whoever it is, we need to have these discussions and understand where they come from and then figure out how the fuck are we going to get this better? How are we going to get this better? What are we going to do? Are we going to improve our self-talk? So when something negative comes up in your mind, you're going to be aware of it. You're going to manipulate it. You're going to rationalize it. You're going to say, you know what? I see you thought, but I'm actually going to let you pass and I'm going to replace it with a good thought. Like, what are we going to do to manage it? And so, yeah, it starts with that awareness. It starts with, you know, doing all the things you can do to kind of take away all the easy triggers then looking at management and being open and honest and talking about it. And then it's just repeated trials. It's just repeated, 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 repeated. If that situation comes again, okay, let's talk about it. Let's go to therapy. Let's do all the managing techniques. And it, it just kind of gets better over time. I don't think it ever disappears. I think comparison in a sense is not always a bad thing because comparison enables you to have a vision, to have a goal, to have someone who motivates you. When I see a really good business owner, I think, oh, wow, they're such an expander for me. They're such a good motivator for me. But am I getting jealous? Am I getting these these green, icky thoughts towards them where I'm trying to tear down their tower in order to make mine bigger? Yeah, 100%. Exactly what you said. I feel like comparison sometimes can be a really helpful thing when it's you know, in a healthy way when you're comparing yourself to someone who, you know, might be, I don't want to say better than you, but better at a specific skill than you are. It's not a horrible thing to compare yourself to that person in the sense that you want to, they want to be like you are, you want to get to them as, what am I trying to say? They are point B. They are point B. You're at point A. You want to get to point B. They are point B. That's the kind of comparison that I feel like is healthy. Mm. But when it gets to, you know, the point of self-shaming and stuff, that's when it gets, it's like you said, it's destructive and it's a really hard thing to get out of once you get into it. And, you know, going off one thing that you said, I feel like comparison in the sense, like when you're in it, you don't always know where it's come from. Mm. And I feel like when you're comparing yourself to girls in the gym, you must think it's about the gym. You must think it's about something that happened at the gym, someone at the gym, the way that you feel about yourself at the gym. Little do you know, if you don't dig deep to find out what the root cause of that could have been, it could have been from an ex-boyfriend five years ago who said one thing to you that you're not acknowledging and you're not going to be able to flick that to the side or you know, accept that that's happened and move forward with that until you acknowledge the hard things that you have kind of either pressed down or you're not thinking about, like it can come from anywhere. And I feel like that's something especially that's not spoken about. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, that is everything. So thank you so much for your time. It's been so good. 
Mm, it's been so much fun. I love having these conversations and I think that, you know, gym girls need to start, I guess, listening into these conversations, facilitating these conversations at their own gyms with their friends, etc. You know, we, we need to talk yeah. about these types of things. We need to normalize these feelings because, you know, feelings like jealousy, comparison, not feeling confident, not feeling like you have a good sense of worth. These are all very common things. Does it mean that they should happen or that, you know, they're good things that should happen? No, I don't want people to feel like this, but I also don't want our listeners to be alone in this and I want to really get home that these feelings are very common and everyone experiences them it's just nobody feels that they're ready to talk about them because maybe they're a little bit embarrassing and so I hope that us kind of being raw and honest about it really helps and really shows to everyone that you know things go up and and you get better but you have to be honest about your your position where you are are currently in order to get where you want to be yeah have those hard conversations in safe spaces I feel like that's my biggest my biggest tip is make sure that whatever you do you feel safe yeah 100% yeah amazing thank you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 